I think the thing about doing this for as long as I've been doing it is I've seen the trajectory of careers, right? So I've seen that the long haul Mm -hmm. and what that means. And this is a small bleep in that picture. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Confessions of an Actress podcast. I'm your host, Meredith Patterson. And I'm so grateful that you guys are here and that you're still connecting with me through all the chaos that's happening in the world. I hope that you are safe, that you are healthy, and that you are fighting for equality wherever you happen to be in this chaotic world. And I hope that that this is an escape in some way, that this is an escape for you. Because although I'm talking about a lot of issues that are happening right now, I don't want to be inundated you know, that's one of the confessions that I have for you today is that me as an artist, I, I want to do stuff that's creative and I do want to unplug from the chaos. I need to. I want to know what's happening, but I don't want to be inundated. And I think that's really good advice for everybody. In today's episode, today's guest, we talk, you know, her and I talk a lot about self-care and it's so funny because I've wanted to have her on this podcast so for so long, basically since I started. She's been on my list and she's so amazing and she's so busy. And when this pandemic hit and she was available, I was like, oh my God. And I wanted to ask so many questions like how did she start out casting and how did she meet Ross and just kind of things that I've been curious about um, as her as a person. But what I found out was so much more than just that. I found out her fascination with understanding the nervous system and the the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous system and self-care and how that affects you as an artist and, and an actress and as a casting director. And I think that is amazing. And that's more than I could have asked for in terms of um, incredible knowledge that she has. And I'm so thankful for that because I don't know if that would have happened had I not talked to her during a pandemic. Who knows? Um so I think, I think things happen for a reason, and I'm just so grateful that we talked about that uh, for most of this episode. And my guest today is the two-time Emmy Award-winning casting director, Julie Tucker of Tucker Meyerson Casting in New York. Her and Ross Meyerson are literally one of my favorite people in this industry. They make me happy. They are so good at what they do. And if you ever get a chance as an actor to go into their office, just take a nice deep breath and know that they have your back. And I love that. I, I love that about them. And, you know, we had a really great conversation. And I, I hope you guys, if you're not driving, take some notes and really have this be the, st- the start of your self-care for yourself as, a, as an artist and really as a human because we can all learn lessons from this. So without further ado... Let me introduce you to the amazing casting director, Julie Tucker. Oh my gosh. It is so good to hear your voice. I honestly... Likewise. I'm smiling very big. Oh, good. (laughs) Good. We need that right now. (laughs) Um, I I see your name and it makes me so happy. And I don't know if I've ever told you this, but... You are one of my favorite casting directors in, in, in the business, not just in New York City, in the business. Like I really, it's one of those things that I would see your name pop up for an audition and I'd be like, yes, I get to go see Julie and Ross downtown and, you know, really, truly. That's so amazing. And that's literally how we feel when you're walking in the door too. We're like, it's Meredith. Oh, you know, so it is that, 
it is that feeling. It took us a long time to get over the fact that you were not like anywhere in any of the boroughs anymore and that we couldn't just I call know. you to jump on a subway to come in the room. I know. Well, yes, life, life, life took a, took an interesting turn for me and I left New York, but yeah. still, yeah. In the, you know, still in the, still in the business, but, but in a different, I guess, um, in, you know, as, as we all have chapters in this business, I find actors have chapters, yeah. you know, but yeah, I always absolutely. look at it as a, a marathon, not a sprint. So I'm, I'm still around. Oh, 100%. And, and now that oh, I'm um, that. self-tape for us. Yeah. Now, now that, uh, that, now that self-tape is, um, is, is all of what we're doing. Uh, know. you know, I just, I, I've wanted to have you on this podcast for a while just to talk to you because you're so, you, you guys are, like I said, one of my favorite casting directors, but you're so good at what you do. Like you guys really are. That's why you have, you know, Emmys. Um, I'm not alone in this thought, but you guys are really, you're really good at what you do. And you also are, um, you make the actor feel so comfortable. That's one of the things that, you know, I've, I, I, I've always had crippling fear with auditions. I don't know what it is. It's just been something I've always worked through. And you guys have you, you guys really have this welcoming energy about you. I, I really just think it's you and Ross and your energy as people. So it is, it is. I mean, I feel very much a commitment to creating that space for the actors to come into. Uh, so I feel like I hold the space for you as a casting director, and this is your space to do your thing in. And so I do my best to manage that energy. Yeah, it's not always easy, but yeah, yeah, because it I, it's such an odd thing, just auditioning in general. Like it's just, yeah. <laughs> it just feels very as an actor, and I'm sure for you guys as well. It's just a very strange process, but but you do both of you guys really uh, do a very good job of making everybody feel comfortable. Um, I think you have a lot of fun. Yes, you do. Yes, you have a lot of fun. And you guys do, you guys are, are you know, you go seamless between comedy and drama, which yeah. is awesome. And, um, and my favorite thing, I mean, I love doing both. And I think yeah. the last time I saw you was Made in Jersey, that short-lived yeah. series that uh, yeah. I did. Yeah, 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 which was such a wonderful series. It just, you know didn't have legs at the time. Um, yeah. And that was such an interesting, that's an hour with a lot of comedic moments, which is a little bit what we found really after doing Rescue Me is that a lot of the hour dramas had this kind of continuous note of actors who needed to be able to uh, know where the comedy is, but not hit it. Yeah. The drama kind of thing. Right, right. Yeah, right. yeah. I love that. And that's, that's, um, that's my humor. <laughs> right there has yeah, to be yeah that's how we survive Are you kidding? oh there has to be comedy in the in the seriousness mo you know because if you sit in the serious too long you know it's just depressing um yeah. but there's so I much mean, the laughter is a car yeah it's a release and it does keep us moving and in motion which is like you know yeah through right now so i know nice i'm i'm finding that we we need a lot of humor um and Especially a mother with two children. I mean, how are you doing it? I don't know. You know, as well as well as anybody else, I feel um, right. my boys are right. very centered uh, souls. They're five and seven, so it's kind of funny mm. to say that. But they're very, Whoa. they're very centered 
souls. And I do, I, I, I want to say that that comes from the environment that we have at home. We are, we are, um, mm-hmm. we never inundate them with information that's happening, but we let mm-hmm. them know what's happening and then we move on. Mm-hmm. So we never, we're not in an environment of a lot of complaining and worry and fear. We are in an environment of this is what's happening right now. And aren't we lucky? And aren't, you know, I, my boys, it's funny. My oldest actually said to me the other day, he goes, I said, I started saying, aren't you lucky boys? And he finished my sentence before I got to the end of it. I said, aren't you? And he goes, lucky boys, I know. And it was cute the way he said it. And I was like, I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, you say that all the time, mommy. And I was like, but isn't it true? And he's like, yeah, it is true. And I think keeping that just not only for just for kids, but keeping that mental state mm-hmm. for all of us right now is right. The gratitude is a really good place to be. And it's really, um, it's helping me a lot. I don't yeah, know about you. Yeah. I, I know that. Um, oh, a hundred percent. I also find the creative process helps a lot too. And I have a feeling just from your, your boys and the little bits I know of them, they're both incredibly creatively engaged souls. Yes. And they have their practices. Yeah. And it, I think that makes a humongous difference in our nervous system. It and does. Especially, especially for children, it gives them a focus and an outlook, and you know, a, a way to kind of manage all these things that are not necessarily intellectual and manageable. And certainly they don't have a vocabulary for yet. So they just dive into like singing a song or doing a dance or like making <laughs> yeah. a beat or writing a short story or coloring. Yeah. And that if a child has that, then they have themselves in a certain way. That's just such a gift, whether or not they go on, you know, to do anything with it down the road, it doesn't really matter because they have it now. And yeah, I sometimes wish our society really valued that more as a, as a thing within itself, as opposed to, you know, we start looking, well, was, is it worth our time and investment for them to continue and all those kinds of turnarounds, but it's so worth them just doing it because it, really calms the nervous system and gives them a place to put energy. It's such a good conversation that I do agree with you. We need to have more of, and not just for children. I really do feel like regardless of whether you're in the arts or not, Mm -hmm. you should have that outlet. You know, I see those, um, I don't know if you've seen those, those coloring books for adults, or I guess I, I, yeah, yeah. I have like 10 of them, (laughs) (laughs) which is great. I mean, it's so good to have that and to just kind of get out of your own, you know, worry and, and the, the, gosh, the, the, the record of just information that's going around and getting out of that and just doing something creative, listening to music. And we, we do that in my house all the time. Um, I had that growing up as a kid, but you know, my, my mom wanted to be a dancer. My dad is a musician. So we had, you know, jazz playing or the Beatles and Elvis, and we would just dance around and, and, you know, none of my brothers and sisters are in the arts, but it, it, it was something we did just to, just to chill out and relax. And I feel like now with this environment, it's something that we all should be doing anyway. 100%. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, it's so it's because it's, it's so complicated though, because we're such a productive mindset, you mm-hmm. know, it's so like we, and we get in this whole idea and a lot of actors I've spoken to right now, is like really trying to like hit maximum productivity. What do I need to do? How do I stay engaged? How do I, you know, keep networking and a lot of this idea of maximum productivity. And I just keep saying, well, you need to change the conversation to maximum self-care. 
It's so true. Let go of the productivity for the moment. There'll be time for that later in life and drop into the self-care because from that, everything that I believe that they're seeking, they're going to find. Um, and that figuring out the creative things that we connect to that connect us into nurturing and caring for ourselves that are not necessarily about, I'm going to write my great novel today. I'm going to write my screenplay. Yeah. That can be part of it. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. It's but hard for actors. More. It's hard for artists and actors, especially, you know, I think of um, the ones just starting in the business that have this in, immense amount of ambition to stop, right? And be still. It's kind of right. hard. Yeah. <laughs> right. And yet we've been introduced into a time where literally it's asked of us to pause and literally be still. And I've talked to a lot of recent graduates and you know, they're, it's interesting. Some of them feel very off, like they're not, they're off the hook now. You know, some of them, there's a, a complete letdown of expectations. This was yeah. supposed to be this incredible, like showcase moment where everything happens out of the gate. And I'm like, that's a lot of expectations to have on one moment in time when this is a long haul journey. And some people get a lot out of the gate and some people get little. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't mean anyone's going to have less of a career than the other. It just is the way things line up in that moment in time with the culture, what the agents, what everyone's responding to in that moment of time. It's not always the long haul um, perspective. So it is so interesting talking to actors that are just coming out of schools and like there's really two mindsets. There's very disappointed or there's an exhale, like a sense of like, okay, I'm just going to catch my breath. And yeah. Like, you know, be grateful for the place I'm in in my life right now because I'm still under this other umbrella. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and then there's a lot of questions, but what am I supposed to do here? How am I supposed to like manage this time? And how am I supposed to um, know how to gear up when it ends, you know, and does it end? I mean, so then you get into the questions that we're all asking. I'm like, well, there are questions out here that we're all asking. And I think that like, you know, that, the more we are able to kind of take on the self-care part of this, the more our nervous system will be in shape for the other side of this. Because right now, the one thing I don't think any of us really kind of really are aware of, like no matter how well we're coping with this, by our nature, we have this little ancestral brain, you know, that literally is like fight or flight, fight or flight. Uh -huh. And that part of our nervous system you know, that sympathetic nervous system is totally turned on and like tuned in to everything. And it's much more work right now to get the parasympathetic system to kind of switch in. And that's the one that takes care of our overall well-being. You know, that's yeah. our rest, our digestive, all those kinds of like things that are so responsible for just our optimum health. So, you know, it's, it's a really interesting time because also as an actor, that's really what you guys deal with when you come in. Cause you, you know, you kind of started with the nervous system in the audition room. Yeah. That's a lot of what your the actors are up against when they're auditioning. So, you know, a so lot this of is the deep dive I've been like just doing in my own work is yeah. this kind of stuff. Yeah. This is, this is a good lesson anyway, regardless of whether we're quarantined and everything is stopped anyway. I feel like this is, you know, right. um, for those, for those, actors just starting in the business or whether you've been in the business 20 years like myself, it's a really good um, reminder that we need to not be in a fight or flight. And also 
we can't have such high expectations of ourselves all the time because it never goes the way we want it to, right? I mean, even as a casting director, I think no. about um, the the one time I tested with you, I think it was, uh, I was trying to remember the name of it. And then I remembered Cashmere Mafia. Do you remember that show? This was, sure, um, of course we do. 2008. Yeah. And, um, I, star. yeah. And I, and I was like, oh my God, like, to, you know, every time. And I, I, I bring up testing because it is such a fight or flight moment of an actor. I mean, you're just, you're, you have all this, like, you know, your contracts in front of you, you sign the contract before you get the part and all this stuff. And, and, um, you're literally staring your dream down, like in the face. And, it can really stress you out and get you in a place where it clouds your ability to act. It clouds your what makes right. them want to cast you anyway. So in, in speaking to what you were talking about, whether we're, we are in a pause moment in the world or not, this is a really good lesson on how to navigate that um, in yourself. Because I was never really good at it, Julie. I have to tell you, I was always kind of trying to play the part, if you will, and breathe through moments. And I think for the new people yes. starting out, the, the better you yes. can get at doing that, at breathing through and allowing those nerves to settle, um, the better. Yes. But, and one of the tricky parts about it is, and you are not alone. So many, I witnessed this, you know, so, you know, all day long in the room. Yeah. So one of the tricky parts about this, so like you said something very key, pretending, right? Mm -hmm. So the pretending energy you need is for the role. So you can't put the pretending energy into managing the nervous system. Yes. The nervous system isn't, <laughs> isn't something that one can manage. It's not set up for that. It's yeah. set up to get your attention. Mm -hmm. So like the more we manage it, the more it's like, uh-uh-uh-uh-uh, you need to run. And the more we go, shh, the more it's like, hello, you're in danger. So it, <laughs> it does not go quietly. Its whole job, its whole function is actually our survival. And it's connected to so many things that are not in the moment in time in that room. So yeah, yeah. I kind of feel like what ends up happening is, is a redirect, it's a shift. So like I say, shift from managing to allow. So if you shift to allow, you invite it in, you're nervous. Mm -hmm. you allow for it. It doesn't mean you're coming in as a wreck. It doesn't mean you're coming in like, you know, <laughs> a complete and utter chaos, but you don't, and I'm not saying you, I'm saying in general, not fighting it. Yeah. You know, the breath is really important because the breath kind of leads you through that. Mm -hmm. The breath gets you there. And, and what happens in the longer haul of all this is you're, you know, you're trying, there's that Vegas nerve thing it's gigantic and it like intersects with like a lot of your organs yeah so part of you know that's so like what happens is over time every time you come in there like and you're fighting those nerves right you're actually wearing down the vagus nerve so it's actually becoming just harder and harder and harder and harder whereas what one wants to do is in the outside time tone the vagus nerve yeah you know which is you know breathe meditation. I mean, going into an infrared sauna, there's all these different things to tone it, but I mean, you know, to heal it so that it's more supportive in the room. But in the meantime, it's kind of figuring out how to allow for the nerves so that you can still do the work. Yeah. Um, it's such a good anyways, I've been doing a lot of that's have you always have you always known this because you're so educated with it. I'm like, wow, like I, I um okay, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is why this you is have a journey, you know. This is saying? why you have Emmys, no. Julie. 
no, 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 no. I would, I mean, no, no, this is my own journey. So this is like me understanding that. So I, I've sat down over the past five years to work on a book and the book started in one shape and form. And that form is still very much there. You know, it's, it's, it's six principles, but one of the, uh, questions, you know, why do I need these principles? Like, what are these principles doing? What are they about? Uh, And as I was working through them, I kept saying, well, you know, like, I haven't been able to yoga, meditate, cryo, (laughs) juice my way out of my own adrenaline fatigue and my own nervous state. Mm -hmm. So I started backwards. So I started like, okay, let me understand my nervous condition. Let me understand, um, you know, things that are triggering, what's, what is it that's triggering yeah. these sensations? So, you know, I was seeing like a kinesiologist, um, which is like one of those like fancy chiropractor doctors, yeah. you know, who, who people that are, are quite amazing. And so, you know, he would like, I'd come in all the time and he's like, you just need to relax. I'm like, I am relaxed. What do you mean I need to relax? <laughs> I was like, he's like, you're in fight or flight. I go, what? I just finished like, He's like, you're in fight or flight. I was like, I'm in fight or flight? How can I be? I was literally like, I'm not seeing this person ever again because they're telling me I need to relax. So I was like, but wait. So like, basically I'm going to him to manage my nervous system. Yeah. I was like, okay, I need to start allowing and hearing what it's saying to me. Yeah. And so like, so like, that's really where all my research came from. And that's why, you know, I have like, you know, that um, and understanding it then from my book, understanding it for the actors and, you know, for people in general. And a, and a lot of it is, is we live in a time where we're just supposed to be a certain way. We're really sold this, you know, and, you know, the thing is actors, we're looking to come in the room is, is the humanity. That's what's going to affect me. Yeah. And I'm going to see through a nervous condition. I mean, there's, you know, plenty of actors. I mean, one comes to mind, you know, like her whole, like chest from her face would go flush, you know, <laughs> while she's working, but she was still incredibly castable, you know, so, so like it didn't get in her way. I, you know, occasionally I'd be like, what happens on set? But that passage, you know, it's like I would have certain questions in my own head. Yeah. But her, she was so vulnerable and present within that and so prepared to, you know, that it didn't interfere with us being able to see her and cast her. And actually, you know, like, I don't even know we had the opportunity to cast her. We tried. Um, the nerves, like, obviously I... <laughs> I, I, I got on television in some way, shape or form. I got through those nerves yeah, and was cast exactly. in things. And sometimes I'd be like, I don't know how I got cast. I feel like I did a terrible job or what all those things that us actors mm. tend to get into our heads. But, you know, um, it, you, you did bring up a good point because one of the things, uh, well, this whole quarantine happened right in the middle of pilot season. And I know, mm-hmm. I know that pilot season for casting directors is fight or flight. I mean, it's fight or flight for everybody. I call it hunting season for actors. You're literally right. out there like looking for the the pilot and 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 the job and all of that. And um that is the time when I feel like uh you know nobody gets a break and then all of a sudden to have everything stop. What what was that like for you? Well, I think it was, you know, it was kind of it's, it's loaded cuz it was about a week before, you know, the the stop came we could kind of sense it. I mean, yeah. the kinesiologist who I saw, he was like, yeah, just be prepared. The city's going to shut down in two weeks, complete shutdown. Really? So, um, yeah, I mean, he, you know, 
Yeah. And then my friends that were overseas and different like China or even South Korea were like, you need to start taking precautions now, even though you're not being told to. Yeah. So in my, my agent, mind, my agent said, yeah. he said, he said, Broadway's going to shut down. You just watch. And I was like, no, it's not. And then it did. And I was like, oh my God, everybody was predicting this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. It was devastating. Um, so we started like, so Ross was out in LA and, you know, so we, so it starts with like conversation between Ross and myself. He's like, Eileen just ordered, his wife just ordered all this stuff. He, she, he's like, what is going on out there? I go, I think she's right to have ordered all this stuff. Okay. You know, and he's yeah. like, but it just is X, Y, Z amount of money. And I was like, no, no, something, you know, so we started talking and, you know, so it kind of starts, our conversations start like that. I go, and just so you know, in the office right now, we basically are making everyone wash their hands. There, you know, no one's touching doors. Yeah. We're opening everything. We're walking around with hand sanitizer. And so like, this was about at least 10 days before things stopped. Yeah. So in our mind, we were kind of like, what is happening? Why is, why are we not stopping yet? How, yeah. This is really going to happen. Well, we're still full, we're still full speed ahead. We've got, I think two pilots, one about to shoot and another about two weeks in the like waiting. Yeah. So, you know, like we start all the guest casts, we're doing a lot of just send us stuff on tape. We're here if you want to come in, but also self tapes were occurring. So, you know, it, it was, it was loaded in the sense that it was something that we were seeing coming, but it, you know, when it finally happened, it was very abrupt and, you know, it took a lot for them to want to pull the plug on these projects that, everyone had been putting their literal like blood, life, breath, hours. Yeah. Into. So they, you know, if they wanted to see if they could get it in the can ideally, and there wasn't any, there wasn't, you know, to realize back then there wasn't back then, way back then two months ago. Um, <laughs> it does feel like another time. It does. It does. We have today, you know, yeah. unless you have like friends that are in China or somebody that you're really talking to in a certain way. And those are not the people that like, you know, necessarily, who are, you know, you're not going to like, there's millions of dollars, there's like so much money you know, on the line to like say, to pull the plug on something. Oh um, yeah. But you know, it, it was hard. It was definitely the equalizer will come back. And that's, that's, that's really like, just makes us very happy because that pilot was so close to shooting and it's with Queen Latifah, it's really special. Um, yeah. They're all special. <laughs> no, oh, and I know, yeah. no, of course. And I, and I know that the ripple effect of, 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 um, you know, getting a pilot even to get, you know, get to casting, get to the level of casting. I mean, you got, you've got so many people in line that have been waiting for this moment and to have it be halted mm -hmm. is, you know, is, is there's so many, there's so many stories like this. Um, and it's devastating. It can, it, it completely be, you know, just, just devastating. And, and you're oh, wondering yeah. when it's going to come I mean, back and, and how you're going to go forward. And I know you mentioned self-taping and we've been, you know, as actors have been doing that for a while. I know that's, that's probably going to be yeah. the only way for a while. I'm thinking, you know, I don't know. The only way to get, to, to get well, seen. I, I don't know. There's also, um, I think that we'll also try other platforms. Um, there's self-tape and there's, I don't know what the glitch is, how well Zoom will work uh, long haul, but I've kind of played with it just in terms of some teaching and work. I mean, not teach like volunteer work, I would say, like so that I can get more familiar with it and, you know, work with actors on it to understand how it's going, you know, what it's going to feel like. Um, yeah. And if it's possible to use, you know, an application or, you know, platform like Zoom 
to do a virtual session and then potentially have people go and self-tape if I need them to self-tape afterwards. Because uh, the way in which self-tapes come in, timing-wise and the catalog, I mean, it doesn't necessarily suit an episodic process. It suits 100%, you know, a pilot process when you have, you know, six weeks to basically cast a show. But when you're casting it in six days, yeah. you really need a sense of everything really now because you just show it to your people. Your people need to find time to look at it and then they need to give you their feedback so that if you don't get it, you can go back and and basically kind of renote it and change an approach and pivot yeah. and see other actors. And, you know, so it's it, it moves very much in real time and the self tape has a little bit of a lag in the time. Um, so self-tapes are great, but it's not more yeah. immediate. I feel like we're going to need. So yeah. I'm, I'm thinking Zoom. I mean, Google has platforms. There's all the different platforms out there. I haven't, there's even this thing called Blue G. I mean, there's so many different platforms. I haven't really had a chance to go through all of them. I've just been like everybody else in the Zoom room. So. Trying to be, yeah, I know. Trying to figure that all out. And, and, you know, I did see that you, um, you know, the graduates are, are, are all, you know, everybody's graduating from their prospective colleges. And, and I saw that you did a, a, a live presentation or, or the Juilliard graduates did a live presentation. Yeah, yeah. Are you doing, are, are you doing more of that? Are, are you being invited to do more of a virtual um, presentation and talk about what, what it used to be like. Yes. You would go to the graduates and, and you, you would go and watch the graduating classes of these amazing colleges and now what you're doing. Right. So like there's like showcase season, right? So basically it's when all the MFAs and BFAs um, put on like hour long scenes of their students to really kind of show their work over the past two or four years, depending on what the program is, right? Yeah. And the industry goes and attends. This is what we were talking about earlier about like this, this moment of expectation. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, the theater and as students of the theater, I think we're very drawn to the ritual. So yeah. there's a ritual part of it that's passed on to all these students that we go to also. And, um, and I think it's a moment of celebration. There's a closure of that schooling. And then there's, for some people, there's a, just a beginning and a launching that occurs right there. Yeah. Um, and we trek all over the city to all these different showcases. Now, the irony for me is, is that these usually come at a really busy time or when I'm out of the country or something like it's one or the other. Yeah. So I have a harder time usually getting to them because, you know, it's trekking around when you're doing television, you know, as you know, the hours are, I mean, you yeah. know, my, what, when it's shooting, people are up in the morning, I'm answering emails as early as 7am. Yeah. I try not to actually, but, um, <laughs> And then it's late until I go to bed because I've got the other coast. Yeah. So it becomes really a balance of how to, how to like, you know, stay present for actors during that time. So it becomes more difficult. It's challenging. If I'm, so this has actually worked out really fabulously for me. Also, um, in full disclosure, my medium is in a little box. So <laughs> for me to watch people in a box works very well. You know, yeah. like that Juilliard presentation was fantastic the scenes moved beautifully they were set up to work on zoom I mean I was so impressed with the way in which they were directed and timed and the way in which those actors managed their their nervous systems and their energy to communicate their story via zoom because that is going to be different than being in a room yeah absolutely 
you know, so I was so impressed that, that they made that adjustment so fast. Yeah. And um, they obviously did it really well. I mean, that was the one question I yeah. had for you. Like, like, how did that translate? Because I know everybody, like you look forward to your showcase, you look forward to the chance to be right. in front of um, the industry. And, 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 and is this going to be a letdown? But obviously it wasn't. No, I think in this case, it was, a, a, I mean, I hope they feel good about it because everyone that I'm hearing from also said how much they enjoyed it. So I wasn't alone in just responding to it the way I responded to it. You know, and it wasn't like it was perfect or glitch free, which makes it even more beautiful. It was yeah. this live presentation and it had a couple of glitches in it, but you, you know, it's the same, it's, it's what we all do, you know, like as artists, it's never the mistake. It's how you handle it. It's always going to be about the recovery. And so, you know, it was, just a wonderful thing to witness. And yeah. yeah, I was really excited. I was like, oh, I mean, there's so many. And I've sat and met with so many via Zoom of like also the NYU graduate program. And, you know, it just makes me so happy that there's these thoughtful, um, trained artists, you know, coming onto the scene to continue the torch with you guys. You know what I mean? So yeah. like to connect and just blow this world away when we get through this time and we can all gather again, you know, it's going to yeah. be great because they're just further, they're the same kind of energy that we already, you know, have as artists in terms of their, their commitment and desire to make changes and kind of bust through systems. So it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting. I imagine it makes they all you, come up with. Yeah. I imagine it makes you, um, hopeful and this is you know whether it's on on yeah. zoom or you do it in person like to be able to see um who's up and coming and who is coming into the industry i feel like you are in a position where you get to and especially at this time when hope is needed even more um to get to see these presentations mm -hmm. and get to see these actors and connect with them does give you hope for when we are out of this uh, pandemic and we are able to get back into entertaining everybody. Cause I feel like more so than ever, we will need it. We will need the escapism. Yes. Um, so I feel hopeful for the business. I know there's, 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 you know, when I talk to theater actors, they're very scared. Uh, when I talk to producers or casting like you, there, it, it, there's a difference. So how are you, what is your perception of what's going to happen or how are you feeling about it? Wow. So <laughs> that's a big question <laughs> or a big topic. Yeah. I, I, no, I, I talk about this thing about this, like so much, I should have like such a clear answer and I don't <laughs> have that yet, but it's, it's okay. Because what I have, no, what I know in my heart is I know, and I, it's going to be very different for me in television than it's going to necessarily be in theater. Yeah. Um, I imagine that we'll come back relatively in the near future um, and it will be, it will be a very different process in terms of the, there will be a lot of social distancing and checks and balances in it. Um, I think the thing about doing this for as long as I've been doing it is I've seen the trajectory of careers, right? So I've seen that the long haul mm -hmm. and what that means. And this is a small bleep in that picture. It is a, difficult one for all of us because we have to take, you know, going back to self-care, we, which also includes our, our financial lives. You know what I mean? So like, there's a lot of self-care in that picture um, yeah. and the loss of livelihood for a lot of, a lot of us. Right. So, 
you know, the interesting thing is freelancers, we're all so much more prepared for that than the majority of people are. So it's like leaning on a lot of those skills. Mm-hmm. You know, I have incredible hope, but that's who I am. I am a, you know, I am an optimist. Um, I call myself a realistic optimist. I think this is an incredible time to continue to develop optimism. Um, yes. It's a necessary kind of, um, uh, how do you put it? Like hit in our bodies. Like it just, it, it helps with our overall well being. Um, yeah. And a lot of times, not to get on a tangent, but like I wake up to so like, I used to just wake up and work on the book, you know, cause I was like, I only get so many words in my day. I'm not <laughs> like somebody who ever came out of life and said, I'm going to be this kind of writer and certainly was not going to sit down and write a nonfiction book. For yeah. Um, <laughs> and I just don't advise it to anybody who wants to do it. It is literally one of the hardest things I've ever done. I'm like, how do all these people, how does Deepak write 500,000 books? I'm like, uh, where, what's going on here? Like people make it look so easy. It's I am so in it. I am, I am in the middle of writing. Same. I'm in the middle of writing a book as well. I'm writing a book about my 42nd street experience okay. with nine 11. And it is not, I'm like, what am I doing? This is so hard. <laughs> it's really, it is hard, but yes. It's, I mean, honestly, I, I got, I got an amazing, I got an amazing guide to get me through it. Um, Jessica Blang. And I would have been, lo- I mean, the woman changed my life. Um, and, and she helped me get the book to where it is today. And I just, oh, I'm like every minute, I'm like, when am I going to have it to a point now where I can go back to her? But it's soon. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the point, the tangent of all that was that during this time, I've had to go back to morning pages. Like I haven't had to do morning pages for a very long time. Yeah. The artist way. Mm-hmm. You just wake up and you write three stream of pay, you know. But what I was finding when I was sitting down to do work on my book is I was so adrift. I was like, so far away, I'd sit down, I'd work, and it would take so much work to bring my focus back. That's yeah. the fight or flight. You know, this mm-hmm. is the ancestral part of our brains that are kind of freaking out. It's like when you find yourself in the middle of the kitchen, you're like, what am I doing here? You just forget <laughs> because that's that's our brains on the stress right now that we might not even know what's happening. So yeah. I had to kind of like sit down. And the thing that I really found through writing them is by the end of the page, somewhere on the bottom of the third page, I would have this optim, like the optimism would be back. And I'd be like, oh, this is what I'm trying to connect to, that energy. But I had to spend like a page or two just getting whatever was going on in my consciousness out on the page without kind of worrying about what I was trying to say, just to put it somewhere and then be able to close the book on it. Which is um, so good. That's, that, you know, that, that book, The Artist's Way, I've done those morning pages and I am mm-hmm. an optimist by nature, but I do have those moments where I have my five minutes of like, Ugh, you know, where I have to do yeah. the two pages to get to the third page that is the optimistic right. side of me, which is not a, that's not a big dip. That's like a, you know, no. five minute dip where some people it's like a whole day or a week, right. you know, of just being right. in that dip. So that's good. And it's, it's good advice for people who maybe need to do something first thing in the morning is do those artists, uh, do those morning pages and do, and, and even read the book, the artist way, which is, you know, an awesome oh, book as well. Book to read. Yeah. Yeah. I've read it since I think I, I think I realized I've had it since like 1994. Yes. It was one of my graduation yeah. gifts when I moved to New York in 94. That's when I moved there. That was my gift. That was, you're exactly that's right. Amazing. Isn't that crazy? I love that. Yeah. I love that. We'll talk. I mean, so, so you were doing 42nd street during September 11th. So you know about the coming backstage and the way New York rallies. Oh, so you know what the city is like. I mean, so like, to me, that's what I know is going to happen. So yes. And it's and already happening. All of the New York 
leaders I've been talking to, you know, living in LA, I've been here seven years now and being here, I immediately, when something happens to New York at all, and, and the moment that I heard all of the, the, the spike of cases and things like that, I was immediately, I'm tethered to New York because I spent 18 years there. You know, I, I feel like it's, it's where yeah. I, I went from being um, a girl to a woman. I experienced so many yeah. dreams come true and I am, I, I am connected no matter what. And I, I, I literally have to watch Cuomo in the morning because it, it's my connection. It's what my husband and I do. And, and, um, and during 9-11, I know a lot of us come back to that moment, but it, it's so different. But it's also so kind of the same in, term, in terms of that unifying feeling that New Yorkers yeah. had um, and all over the nation, you know, and the world. But it's, um, yeah, that, the way that New Yorkers rally, I know that's coming and it is there already. I can feel it even just across the country. Yeah. And it will in many ways lead the kind of the way back. I, I feel like, I mean, he, the same way Cuomo has kind of led the path through this. I believe that he'll also lead the way back. Um, yeah. And the art and entertainment will definitely factor into how that energy begins again, you know? And so, you know, it's, it's just, it's, 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 it's what to do in the meantime. I mean, all of you as actors know that time, you know, it's where you spend so much of our lives, right? I know it too as a casting director, because as we were talking about before, when I finish a pilot, usually I have like a couple months. Yeah. I'm like, what's next? I don't always know what's next. I have, you know, to go through my, um, you know, it, are my shows getting picked up? I'm in a very similar life than as actors are in terms of all that stuff, right? Yeah. So that interval, that in between time, how do we utilize it? And you know, that's the kind of time we have a lo- we have a potentially longer span of it right now. But you know, it's but you we said it. You said it before. This? You said it before that we as independent contractors and we as artists and actors are used to and maybe more prepared even mentally, maybe financially, I don't know, to, to deal with this time, to have, have those dips or those gaps in work. And, um, yeah. I'm, I'm noticing and talking to some, some of my friends and colleagues and people in the industry that we, we are handling it a little better, slightly better in terms of our mental state of this, of, of being in this gap, if you will. But, um, yeah, yeah what do we, I mean, here's a question for you. Um, in terms of like, con- I, I don't know, like like you said it earlier, we shouldn't be doing too much and feeling like we need to be so productive. And here I am asking, what should we be doing? Ask away, ask away. No, totally. I but I understand. It's where it's it's the mo- I understand completely. But, but I would yeah, ask this the question. I would ask this question of you whether we were in a pandemic or not. Honestly, right. um, because we are in such a content online world, you know, where where influencers and all these people are are in the mix in terms of casting sometimes and um, right. should we be building up our online presence at this time and how would you recommend doing that? Or do you think that that is, I, you know, it's, I know it's individual, it depends on the person, but I don't know, what would your advice be for people who are, whether you're in the business for a long time or whether you're just starting, should you create content? Take it easy. <laughs> this is a loaded question. I, so, so I think everyone's doing both. So I think that there are people that there's these stories they want to tell. There's a need to um, have the relief of work, right? Yeah. So the same way I wake up and I'm writing my book right now, that gives me a tremendous relief. It gives me a tremendous relief to talk to you. It gives me a tremendous relief to, you know, 
do some backstage stuff with the slate. Yes. Um, this takes my mind off of COVID-19, right? <laughs> and it makes me feel a sense of momentum. Mm-hmm. So, and that's where it's coming from. Um, what we have to be really careful of is it's not coming from fear. Yeah. At the same time, I can go, oh my God, what are they doing over there? Oh my God, I'm not doing that. Oh, I should be doing this, that, you know, that we have to be really careful about. So it's like, it, it's, it's absolutely finding those things that speak to you and staying in your own lane. Those things should nurture in a sense. You yeah. Know, they, they, so it's, it's just really, cause I remember seeing what a dear friend of mine post, you know, that her actor brain was in a frenzy cause she's seeing things that everyone else is doing. And yet she literally can't turn right or left. She's so frozen during this time. Mm-hmm. So and, and so for her, the most important thing is to just kind of get in that nervous system. That's going to be very productive, you know, yeah. get in the nervous system and, and unfreeze it. If she's frozen, that's a state of fight or flight, basically. So, you know, so that's the honoring of that. And seeing other people and comparing oneself begins to trigger even more of that frozen state. So I go very cautiously with that advice of what to do. Because I don't think you can go wrong with either thing. I think where you potentially the can err is when it's done from the place of fear and worry, as opposed to like the place of exploration or the place of um, like being creative, connecting on a different space. Yeah, and also there's there are like I definitely have found that because I'm on Zoom and and doing outreach in a different way, I have created a space for actors to connect with me that is different than I usually do, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, you know, I have I have a public Instagram account and, you know, my job with that is to make sure I have good, bound, like tell the actors what my boundaries are, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's like, and it's, it's also just incredibly helpful for me to learn what what the questions are and, and how to guide people, you know? Yeah. So, you know, somebody somebody had reached out to me there and I said something back to them. And then, you know, they said, well, can I send you all my stuff now? I go, actually, you should hold that back because that's going to be more valuable for you to send me when I'm actually working on something. Yeah. So it's like, it's like actors figuring out those kind of steps that if you actually are being able to connect with some of us in these other spaces that are opening up during this time period, it's how to hold something back to have something to offer in right you know, when we come out of this. So like when I'm doing the equalizer, right? So if we're back up and running, that would be a great time for that person to reach back out to me and say, you know, hey, can I send you my stuff now? So but that, it's also you know, so that it connects to something. Yeah, you, you're, you're making a good point whether or not we're in a pandemic or not in terms of actors and, and coming from a place of fear or love. Because I really believe that there is only those two choices. And you being reached out to by an actor and them rushing to want to send you their stuff is more of a place of, for me, it sounds like a place of fear as opposed to mm-hmm. a place of love. And, 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 you know, I think about all the things that I'm quote unquote doing. Some days I don't want to do anything. Some days I want to do, you know, me doing this podcast is really, you know, I started this almost a year ago, over a year ago now. Wow. And it was really about connecting to my community. It was connecting and right. getting those stories out and being able to have those conversations with people in the industry and talk about, how things have changed and just all these different topics. And I'm finding now more than ever, I need that community more. So I want to do more yes. of these episodes, but it's not about, it's not for me, I'm not doing this coming from a place of fear. It's coming from a place of love. Yeah. It lights me up. It's like so when I, when I, 
when I, when I talk to you, when I talk to my other guests, when I talk to my friends, it lights me up. And so I always, um, like I always say, pandemic or not, when I'm doing anything in the industry or I'm talking about talking about what I want to do, I always check in with my my fight or flight because I, I do check mm-hmm. in with myself. And am I coming from a place of fear or am I coming from a place of love? And I think that's a good mm-hmm. guide to be super simple about it. Yes, exactly. It, you could also translate it um, into offering or needing. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. this is something you're offering as opposed to something you're needing. You know what yes. I'm saying? So like it's, and that's an important thing when people come back to the room or they're sitting in tapes or they're doing Zooms, it's the offering of it as opposed to needing stuff. And yeah, it is, you know, the, that basis of like fear or love is, is, is a huge, huge thing. And I think like what you said, you light up, you have that sense of yes. Yes. Because people are like, well, how do I know? You do because you check in with your nervous system and there's, you have the diff, that energy that's adrenaline, that's uh-huh. excitement, um, that's a yes energy versus, you know, the other kind of energy um, that's in the head more. Yeah. Uh, so, it's yeah. So good, it, it's a good guide to have. It's, you know, going all the way back to the beginning of our conversation, it's, it's the feeling of knowing I was coming in the room with you and Ross would always give me a rush of, of, of happy, a rush of adrenaline. I would get on that subway to go downtown and I'd be like, here I come. I'm so excited. You know, and, and it would, it would know, you know, it's, it's a guide to let you know if you're in the right place. And I think yeah. it's a really good thing to tap into now that we have this stillness. And I yeah. think that, you know, the longer I'm in this industry, I feel like the more experiences I have of life, the more I tap into that fear or love, the better artist I am, the better actor I am, Absolutely. the more centered Absolutely. I am, the more that you can allow all of the good that is, you know, what, what the casting or director or producer will love about you. And what makes you castable is the essence of you. And if you can work on mm-hmm. finding that that stillness and that way, like you said, not to fight it, but to, I, I, I don't know, go through my nerves. Allow for it. Yeah, allow for it. Allow. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, allow I go, it. I just go through it now. Like I just let it, I go, okay, here we that's go. Great. That's great. That's, that's, that's but that's allowing for it. You know, I mean, yeah. that's how you're allowing for it. Yeah. It, it, it's not trying to manipulate it, repress it change it, shift it. I mean, this is a hard thing for me. I've spent most of my life, you know, yogaing my way, yeah. manipulating my nerves. You know what I'm saying? Like with the best intention. I mean, like really with the best intention. Yeah. Like, because I just didn't know better. No one said, hey, you need to drop into it. You need to actually feel what's going on and in the nervous a, system. It's a and journey. It's a journey. Through. Yeah. It's a journney. And we it's a do totally journey. You know, I've always been a super late bloomer. <laughs> in life. Oh, yeah. so, I, so it's, it's, it's good. And I'm, and I'm like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm always learning. I'm always curious and I'm always evolving. And I think, um, if, if I was to give any advice to anybody listening, who's, who's just starting in the business, this is a time to, to, to be able to figure out how to go through those nerves and allow. It's a really good, um, that's a good positive yeah. note to, uh, <laughs> To, to, to give out into the world, the ripple effect of positivity. Uh, yeah, 100, 100%. Yeah. 100%. I am really curious, though, what would happen when you got on the subway to go see a casting director? No names needed that you dreaded. <laughs> that made me really like, nervous. Did you have those? Oh, yes. Like, oh, what? Um, yeah, okay. I like, would have to. So what? I would do some visualizations 
um, I would mm-hmm. imagine myself because, uh, you know, obviously I'd been in that room before that casting office before and I, and, mm-hmm. and, and the dread of, you know, going up the elevator or taking the stairs or whatever, you know, I, I would imagine myself oh. going there. And also Julie, what's so funny is that like, I'm, I'm such a girl of the stage that when I would start, when I started to do pilot season and I I call it the beast because I didn't understand the medium. I hadn't really been trained in uh, TV and film. And I had, when when I first started auditioning, it was because I had starred on Broadway and I was, now these doors were flung open and I was so, um, I'm also of the ballet world, so I'm such a perfectionist, and yeah. I can't make a mistake. Oh, yeah, 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 I forgot about you know, that. And, yeah, and, yeah. and when I first worked with, um, to, to bring up a, a short story, when I first worked with Candace Bergen on Boston Legal, which was my, my first thing ever on television, I made a mistake. It was after like the third day of filming the first episode, and I remember her going, oh, thank God, you're human. And I, and I, and I laughed and I said, what? And she said, honey, you never make a mistake. You have to allow yourself to make a mistake. So I would be so, Mm -hmm. I would be so nervous to go into these casting offices and none of the casting directors um, were ever mean to me. I think it, you know, it's all just coming from me. You know, I would be nervous to Mm -hmm. make, to make a mistake for you and Ross, but I, I did. Um, But I also just know you guys had this, um, you have this welcoming energy. You just have a different energy about you. There isn't that toughness. Um, not that you're not tough, but it's, you know what I mean? It's, there's some casting directors that are just, they have a stern face and an arms folded and they're, they might be the most lovely people in the world, but they're, they're, they're working. And so I would tell yeah, how they keep their boundaries. Of course, or they keep their boundaries. It's how I would, I would, it, it's it's such a it's a whole nother podcast, yeah. but I would no, it triggers. No, it does. It's fat. I mean, this is the book. I mean, it's what it triggers. It yeah. triggered a lot for me, and I had to work that out. And a lot of it was my perfectionism, and a lot of it yeah. was my expectations. You go back to talking about that. I had such big expectations for myself where I had no control, and I had no you know, where I was always, and this is, you know, this goes to a lot of artists that come into the melting pot of New York. You are, you are used to getting the part. You are used to being Mm -hmm. the star of your town. And then when you come into the big city, you know what I mean? And you're not getting it, it messes with you mentally. And you have to figure out how to not make it about you. Unless you do something pretty bad in the audition <laughs> where you really mess up or you're not prepared or whatever. But if you go in and do your best, I, I go back to my, one of my favorite books, The Four Agreements, um, where it is do your best. Your best may change from day to yeah. day, but as long as you go in and do what right. you do your best, then you have to let it go. And yeah. I never, I, I had a, a lot of things I wouldn't let go. I would just hold on to the it. Ballet. Yes. It's the ballerina. That's really hard. The ballet is, is, is key to, to understanding. A the lot dancer. Of in yeah. Me. yeah. The dancer in me is really hard. All of it. And, and, and that, and that if I can, if I master it, I can't mess up. So then therefore I can't lose. Therefore, if I do lose, it must be my fault. You know what I mean? And I and don't, it's so not, it's so not, it's such a mental game. Right. And I'm, I'm glad that I'm able to, you know, sift through all of this. And I've done so much work on yeah, myself in the past never. five years yeah. or so. And, and, and doing yeah. that self-evolution, 
is a really, you know, that's also a really good thing to not to go back to doing something during this time. Yeah. It's a good thing to tap into. Um, 100%. Finding that out it's within a, you. It's a huge self-care aspect to understand oneself. And yeah, I mean, some people never, never get there. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's, it's huge that you know what you know, and it's part of evolving and growing, you know, and it will shape the different roles you'll do down the, down the road. It will surprise yeah. you how it, how, how it pays off. You know, it's, it is, you know, it's one of those things. It's so hard. It's like, I'm like, your preparation is such that it makes the mistakes that happen livable. That's mm-hmm. all it is Yeah, in the room, the audition room. Cause there's so many variables when you walk in there. So you just prepare so that it makes the mistakes that happen livable. And yep. You know, like there is the, the amount of good that usually is happening in the room is so much more than most actors awareness allows for. And, you know, I always say like the least supportive person actually in the audition room is usually you, meaning you the actor. It's so usually you. It's on you. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and I get it because like, it's not a story you get to know the ending to. So you guys as actors like to create your own endings and they're never, there's never like positive, happy ending unless you get the role. So it's this strange way of the stories we tell ourselves like in and out of the room. Um, but it's consistent. Like I have to say, it's something to do with being an actor. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it, the way, you know, it, it plays out. Um, it's, why we need, it's why we need feedback from you. Why we, why our agents or whoever we call. And I don't do that anymore, but I used to be like, what, I need to know what was the reason or whatever, so that you can have a conclusion to it all. Okay. And a lot of the times it's just, there is no answer or it's just apples and oranges. And it's, you know, it's that they were shuffling through their cards, looking for their ace. And you were a two on that day. Yeah. You know, it's can be I mean, that you- simple. Yeah, do you know how many times I tried to cast Adam Driver? I love Adam Driver. I never got the opportunity to cast him. He's a big star. I, I mean, yeah. I the project that he's attached to, but I'll never, I never got the opportunity to cast him. Did he know that the entire time? No. Does he know all the disappointment I felt? No. You know, it's like um, Rosa, who who did a role in The Expanse for us. You know, I, I met her, I saw her, I loved her. But yeah. it took four years for the right role to come along. But yeah. she, you know, she doesn't know she's on my list that entire time. Yeah. So it's really, it's, it's, it's a very difficult balance as an actor to, you know, know that there's good growing. It's like, it's like really the ultimate gardener. You just can't go in digging up the seeds. You, you're so right. It's, it's such a good analogy. You know, trust it's growing in there and, you know, and it doesn't always look the way you think it's going to look. It's because I'm gardening a lot right now. I'm like, Me you know, too. it just doesn't always look. It's like, why is that vine not like full? It's been here five years. It should be covering the fence already. Oh, it takes eight more. Okay, great. My I'm husband and I were going to, we were going to, we were going to plant asparagus. Well, it takes three years Ooh. for asparagus to grow. Yeah. I was like, what? Who knew? I didn't know Who that knew? either. And I was I like, eat it in like five minutes. I was like, some of these, you know, some of these actors are asparagus. Some maybe are, yeah. you know, mint or green beans or whatever that grows faster. And, and this is where it goes yeah. to the comparison is death. We're all, we're all sitting around scrolling and comparing. And that's, you know, that's yeah. anyway. And I think, um, we have to stop doing that. We have to be kind. Yeah. If we're to have a, a, yeah. a bow to the, to this conversation, Julie, it's that we really need to just be kind to ourselves, to yeah. our expectations, to, um, yeah. you know, the, the world as a whole, like we just have to be kind. I think that that's kindness a really, <laughs> that kindness wins. No, it is. It's, 
it's everything. And, and don't, under, don't underestimate what that scrolling does to the central nervous system. Yes. Like you intellect, like you, I mean, we intellectually know that like we're comparing to spare and we know all these things are happening, but there's, there's dopamine. There's all these things that's releasing as we get these likes, as we don't get the likes Yeah, our central nervous system that we're working so hard on as artists to be able to kind of be in line with what we need it to be in line is being influenced. So we, you know, there is an awareness that we do have to kind of hold sacred that like when we go online, we have to be really conscious of the fact that it's not just our, like our mental mind chatter that we're actually affecting. We're actually affecting our deep, like, you know, our deep parasympathetic, parasympathetic nervous systems ability to recover. Yeah. So you know, because the sympathetic is, is, which is such the way the words are always freak me out, but the sympathetic is so ready to jump on and be, and be triggered by anything it sees. Mm-hmm. And then that makes a parasympath, but it just makes it all so much more work. So yeah. I say it for myself as much as for anyone else. I've had to learn this intensely. I've had to pull people out of my newsfeed just because they trigger me, not because I don't love them. I just don't need to immune them. I just don't yeah. need to have, you know, and that's a okay. constant barrage of all their fabulousness. <laughs> and it's not a compared despair even. It's that it triggers. And so I honor that. You know what I'm saying? I honor it. I'm excited. I'm happy for people. Like I, there's Me too. I believe in. Me but, too. like at the same time, I have a subconscious. I have this ancestral brain that's still picking up stuff. And I'm like, I need to give it a break sometimes. And you yeah. can take care of it. You're it's trying to take care of me. <laughs> and you do. No, it's so true because sometimes I feel bad for doing the same thing. I need to take people out of my newsfeed and, and I, I'm like, bless and release. I'm sending love. I'm yeah. in no way making this about them. This is totally about me taking care of myself and being 100%. kind to myself for this moment, you know, and I yeah. think that that's really another really good lesson. You have given so many good lessons in this talk. I'm, oh, I, that's fine. <laughs> no, you do. You honestly, you, you really do going all the way back. You are one of my favorite people in this industry. And I just thank you oh, likewise. so much. It's so for- good to hear your voice. I've missed you like <laughs> in the room in you know what I mean? Like in person. Yeah. It's really good to hear your voice. It's so good to hear yeah. your voice too. And I want to be back in the room. You know, I'm, I'm finding the balance of being a mommy and an actress, that's a whole nother podcast too. Um, but I love it. I love it. And I'm, you know, I'm friends with Julie Bowen out here who is an, a, an amazing person and actress and mommy. Yeah, yeah. And we talk about that all the time, talk about the the balance of life. But for me, I, I want to be Betty White. I want to be in this business until, you know, totally. I, I that has always been my dream. So I, I think of it, like I said before, in chapters and yeah. I know that I'm going to be in the room with you again. I know I'm going to see you and Ross again. And hopefully when I'm in the room, I can give you guys a hug and it won't be from behind <laughs> a mask or a screen or something. Oh, I know. You know, you're making me think you're coming to New York sometime soon, but you're going to stay in LA. I, I, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I feel like everything okay, is okay. kind of, right. I love New York. I, I, I'm, I'm going to definitely have to come and visit. Um, if not come back and, you know, spend some time there, but I am a California girl at heart. I was born and raised here. I always thought I'd, I would end up here, but uh, you know, you know, New York is always that is my second sense. home. So anything's possible. Yeah, well, it's always here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, totally. So, and you know, it's, it's like, a, this is just everything you're doing is feeding whatever's next for you artistically. So it's yeah. very exciting. Yeah. I'm really excited to see how it all kind of like comes together. Well, thank you. It's and- a long haul, right? There's no getting there. It's all a verb. It's a journey. One less adage. <laughs> it's a journey, but I love like it's all a verb. There's no for creative people. There's just no real arrival. It's all yeah. a verb. Yeah, it's so true. It really is, and the more you think of it that way, I think the better it is 
mentally that you're oh, not, yeah. you're never going oh, to arrive. <laughs> There's always yeah. another level. And it, and it helps the nervous system. It just lets the nervous system relax a little bit. Too. Yes. So well, you, you, have, like you that. have helped my nervous system. Um, be happy. Likewise. <laughs> Likewise. My face is hurting from smiling so much. Oh, so good. <laughs> much love to you. And much your love to you. Kids. Thank yeah. you so much. Oh, yeah. To support this podcast or make a donation, visit anchor.fm slash confessions of an actress. And also be sure to follow us on Instagram at confessions of an actress. And one of the best ways you can support us is on your social media platforms. Like, share, and go to iTunes and give us a rave review. I really appreciate it. But also remember, be kind. And at this time, have vision for what you want, but be grateful for where you are every single day. Thank you for listening.